You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Everyone and welcome to Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number two hundred twenty-eight. We're discussing San Diego Comic Con at home panels and exclusives, the Bad Batch, and Gotham Central TV shows. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy, and I'm Carlos. And we are short our good dude Sanjay for this week. He has mysteriously disappeared without giving us reason. So maybe he's out there on a on a secret hunt, a steelbook hunt, or maybe he's just kicking back and doing nothing. Who knows with Sanjay these days? <laughs> I, th- I think he's braiding his beard. Yes, Putting man. He's got he's, he's got a serious <laughs> COVID beard right now, man. He's been growing it Jason Momoa style <laughs> since the beginning of all this. So we wish him well. I'm sure he's fine. But guys, it is great to be back at the table. We had a, had a bit of a moment last week where it was just Carlos and Sanjay taking the reins of the podcast and, and just doing a bang-up job, guys. Lots of great feedback on your rapid-fire film review from film reviews i should say from last week it even got me interested in going back and revisiting tron and some of the kong movies that you guys talked about it was a ton of fun and it was a nice escape from some of the normal stuff that we talk about here and giving people some insight into some films that you may not have explored yet but that are getting some you know great reviews from both carlos and sanjay so big shout out to you both for holding down the fort where troy and i just did our thing (laughs) <laughs> thanks man yeah no it was fun it was uh we didn't know how it would go and it ended up going way longer and way smoother than either of us anticipated so yeah glad it worked out and glad the feedback's good so yeah i will say from an editing standpoint i had one edit in there for you guys which was That's fantastic right. yeah, yeah awesome we, we thought that the fans would be out there hashtag release the carlos and sanjay cut but <laughs> i guess i guess it didn't happen you were kind of us. Yeah, yeah, I didn't cut. I didn't cut. There wasn't too much of Sanjay left on the cutting room floor there. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, we got an exciting episode this week. The three of us are going to take you through San Diego Comic Con, a preview to what is going to be going on from Wednesday of this week. So, actually, you know, if you're listening to this on Thursday, it's already going on through to Sunday. This is the normal San Diego Comic Con time. This is a time when we're used to getting so much exclusive information you know hype for films hype for tv shows and this year because of the state of the world it's a bit different they've gone online they've gone virtual and it's scaled back a little bit you know the exclusives are still coming out fast and furious but the panels themselves are a little bit different you've got companies like dc and warner brothers marvel star wars all sitting out this likely in lieu of some and we've already seen this from dc something of their own doing something of their own con that we will see in some virtual fashion and at the end of august of course we're going to see dc fandom which is massive in that space and so this is scaled back quite a bit from what it was the mecca of the con going experience throughout the year this and new york comic con and a few others but this is really the big one and we are going to be short here on content coming out from this you know no marvel studios panel look back last year guys they announced the whole phase four slate last year 
at SDCC. Yeah. You know, we saw some crazy wild stuff in the past from everything from DC, Batman vs. Superman announcement, and even some of the Star Wars stuff was done here in the past, but it was always about the exclusives too, the toy reveals, and the comics. It's really lacking on comics this year, guys. This is something that we haven't seen a ton of. There's not a ton of panels on, so hopefully in that space we know dc's covering that we're gonna see something from marvel down the road but guys we're gonna take you through some of the panels we're expecting to be of interest and of course we're gonna talk about all the reveals up until this point we've seen a ton from NECA, star wars and marvel legends they've been tossing it out almost on a weekly basis and they had revealed some of their sdcc stuff this week as well so we're gonna take you through all that and we're also going to backtrack on some of the news that we missed over the last couple of weeks, including the announcement of The Bad Batch. That's Star Wars The Bad Batch, a TV series debuting in 2021 at Disney+, Plus, as well as the announcement that Matt Reeves is going to be expanding The Batman, the Battinson universe, with a potential TV show focused around Gotham Central, the Gotham PD. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to have some fun, because, guys, we're going to kick this off like we always do with... Our Weeks in Nerd. This is my favorite segment that we do because I always love hearing what you guys got. It was a slow, slow week for me, but I got some backlog stuff to talk about. But Carlos, man, what were you up to this week? What were you doing in Nerd, man? Yeah, you know what? It was actually a pretty good week in Nerd. Uh, Probably the leader for that was comics. Like, read tons and tons of comics. So got caught up with all the marvel books that they started publishing dipped my foot into empire actually nice. i thought uh, yeah and it was funny because i read that strange adventures number three magnificent and i was like i gotta do tim a solid so i'll dip into his neck of the woods and so yeah it'll be an interesting event i really liked the dynamic at the end with the avengers and tony and mm. kind of they made a decision and what the fallout from that was and how they handled that piece of it i thought was cool so yeah i'm interested to see where this one goes and i kind of low-key see some of the threads building to the Black King event, mm-hmm. which will tie into the Venom books and the stuff they did with Silver Surfer Black. So that was cool. Um, Grabs put me on to another image book, Stealth. I don't know that this one will be your speed, Tim, but definitely maybe something Troy or Sanjay for sure would uh, would dig. It's uh, kind of urban Detroit, street-level type thing. Can't really say much about it without giving away like the awesome reveal at the end of issue one. But it was a cool series. I've never read a comic book with this premise and this dynamic going on. And I'm just fascinated to see where they take things and how things play out for the characters and whatnot. So, yeah, that one was pretty cool. And then I actually did a bit of Kijiji hunting. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I uh, Ain't no shame. ended up. Yeah, ain't no shame at all. So, yeah, I went to my old stomping grounds, and uh, there was a seller on there who had uh, the deluxe version of Batman White Knight, hardcover on sale, 25 bucks. I literally had it in my cart at one point in time from Amazon. It was 65 bucks Canadian, and I was kind of willing to play the freight on that, but it's a fantastic series. Like, I read it digitally, and I just fell in love with it, read it a couple times on there. I was like, I got to have a physical copy of this thing. And, uh, yeah, when I started shopping around, I heard about the deluxe edition and then it's just one of those things you forget about. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, enjoying a few drinks and cruising the Kijiji, which is always a dangerous mix. Very I, much uh, so. <laughs> yeah. You're I a wild man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, those wild Saturday nights. <laughs> hey man, we've all had I, uh, them. We've all had them. Mm. All yeah, day, yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was awesome. Like still in the cellophane wrap and everything. So, 
I that was a that was a sweet snag, and then um, my wife ended up buying one of those loot crate boxes, and it was like a '80s theme, and they advertised it pretty heavily as being Wonder Woman '84, but uh, it came and it was like she was really disappointed because there was nothing really uh, Wonder Woman '84 in it, uh, but she got like a really cool shredder cheese shredder so cool so (laughs) cool yeah so that was neat and some gremlin stuff that my daughter loved but uh you know what this is honestly the highlight of my nerd week is so the one roman 84 shirt that came is awesome and i was like i think this will fit me because it's a men's shirt and uh yeah with being on the losing weight because you can't keep muscle end of the corona spectrum <laughs> i uh, i fit into the shirt and it fit me good so nice. i posted a pic of myself in this shirt just kind of from the nose down but the highlight of my weekend nerd was our boy pete vieira from the straight out of gotham podcast part of the batman on film network he gives me a shout out saying if that isn't a batman chin and i was like to get yeah, that dude. comment from those guys they're, they're the dadgum original so for Pete to give me that shout out for the for the bat chin, it, it, honestly, I, I bought posters this week. I got all sorts of cool stuff. That was that was the best moment. I was on I was on cloud nine with that one. So, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, the bat chin. Yeah, the this bat guy. chin. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I see. It. I can see it. I can see it. That's cool. The goddamn it's not bat the chin. Shadow man. behind you. It's the bat chin. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So yeah, no, that was cool, man. Like it's like it's one thing for. For some rando to say it, but for for these these guys are bonafide. So for, to get the shout out from them was cool. Legit was cool. Yeah, and then uh, Bottleneck Galleries did their pre Comic Con sales. Uh, grabbed a cool one room print from my wife's favorite artist, so that's for her. And then I actually bought a Star Wars print. Yeah, you did. I've, yeah, I've got a decent set of prints, but there's an artist I'd never heard of before, a EC Anafeda. Um, and it's uh, a, a, a print based on A New Hope, but it's one of the most beautiful Star Wars prints I've ever seen. And I've been in the print game long enough that I've seen a couple hundred Star Wars prints, but just the colors are vibrant. It catches all the key moments, but without just being the artist's interpretation of what Lucas shot on film. Like, I've never been a fan of that, where it's just like somebody drawing something that you've seen on film or seen in production stills or um, just famous imagery. This is just this person's interpretation of these moments and just, just cool stuff. Like one of the ones is like Luke in the, in the X-Wing helmet. And you know that that scene is the buildup to him taken down um, or going down the trench run and whatnot, but without the imagery of the trench run being there without having like the, targeting computer getting moved back just the way he conveyed luke's expression and stuff like that was cool and then the layout of it is amazing because it's like the the window of the millennium falcon and it's yeah it's yeah it's a beautiful one and i uh yeah i was sitting at the dentist's office i knew this thing was dropping and then i was just like man i i might be able to cut off this padawan training braid sooner than later but yeah, i just man, had to have that thing it's so. dangling by a thread now i think <laughs> yeah so now but the you get <laughs> now you gotta go to that weird awkward long haircut after that <laughs> <laughs> no and for me it'll be even worse it'll be yeah. skullet action <laughs> <laughs> yeah that little ponytail at the back too right <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. It's it's a go- absolutely gorgeous print. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you pulled the trigger on that. It's going to look great amongst Thanks, all your other prints there that you're rotating out on a, a weekly, monthly basis to kind of give almost that gallery feel to that 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 Mondo style of poster that you, you're capturing there and, and grabbing that art. That's what's cool about you know the the unique aspect of of those prints is that they're limited but they're also, you know, an artist interpretation on movie posts or whatever, right? So it's, it's really, really cool stuff. And it, it brings a really cool flavor to, to the poster game as well beyond kind of the, I do mostly movie posters, but seeing stuff like that, like that's proper art, which is really cool. Yeah. It's kind of throwbacky, right? To like yeah. the seventies and stuff when they used to do art, original yes. art for all the movies kind of thing. Yeah. Not so, just headshots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no floating no. heads. Yeah. <laughs> Graphic design heads. class 101. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great week, man. Exciting, exciting week. But how, how about you, Troy, man? What did you uh, get out to? You're out there doing the Craven thing or what? Yeah, Craven, man. Craving these books, these comics, these toys, all those things. Um, so uh, going back to the comics. So I did pick up Empire. I've not read. I haven't read it yet. I can't wait, though. Um. I know nothing about this event, and I gotta say, it's just really cool, man, to see Iron Man, Cap, and mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four on the cover. Like this is, this is awesome. People are like, what are you talking about? It's, it's a Marvel comic book, but we haven't been getting this for a long, nope. long time. I mean, I know we've had, you know, probably since Secret Wars, twenty fifteen is the last time I really got to see like, um, Mister Fantastic and the other Marvel ensemble on a cover. So. It's pretty cool, man. I can't wait to dig into that. Um, Turtles 106. Man, I, I think I praised it on Get Vocal there, but I'm just loving this book so much, so I can't wait to read that. And um, I let everybody down, man. I haven't read Saga yet. So I did get Saga, but I just have not read it. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to it. But um, for the figures, man, I picked up uh, this new rabbit hole. I've been collecting the DC Collectibles uh, animate series. And those things to me yeah, are they're, they're, they're the baddest things out there. They're so cool, but I don't open them. I just I keep those guys in box. But I did manage to get my hands on the um, I think they were like an exclusive at one point for the DC like streaming device out in the States. Like if you ordered those, and you had an account, you could order these animated figures, which is like the Superman, uh, the Batman, basically everything from the Justice League Unlimited cartoon run. You get an animated form. As a figure, um, but our local comic book shop here, shout out to Phoenix, they happen yeah. to have like the nice wave going on. And when I saw these things, because I was looking for something else, but I saw them and I was like, wow, I need to have these. Batman looks cool with like the classic big ears. Superman looks legit. Uh, Wonder Woman, everybody looks good. And I took these things out and they look cool, but I gotta say, man, I'm really, really disappointed with how these things um, hold up outside of box. These things cannot stand at all by themselves to save their life like i'm gonna have to now invest in some more stands just to hold them up um so i'm a little bit bummed out about that just because they look so cool these things you kind of do need to display on their own and right now i have them leaning on like the box art so that was kind of a bummer but um apart from that man i also did get my hands on what is it the uh, 40th anniversary uh luke skywalker so that's pretty cool from empire strikes back um looks yeah, man, he, he's he's pretty sweet. Obviously, that's just going to be, you know, your standard figure that I'll post up somewhere. I'm running out of room. I have no idea where I'm going to put these things <laughs> at this rate. So, um, 
yeah, I just got to reconfigure those things. But mainly, man, it's uh, it's been the books. I got I got my hands on a copy of the hardcover too of uh, Deceased. I had this uh, on online on uh, on Comicsology, thanks to you uh, digital guys out there. But I had to get my hands on the physical. And man, like I can't praise this enough. For me right now, honestly, it's it's the Turtles books, and it's uh, it's this Deceased universe of what Tom Taylor is doing over there. This is I almost wish it was like the main line. I really do. I love like the switch ups that they're doing. It's organic. I love that it's a universe full of stakes that anybody could go. And when they do go, like even though they're still kind of there, but they're gone. I love it, man. I just I can't get enough of this. And I've never been the big zombie guy. I'm not a Walking Dead guy. I've never been big on the Marvel zombies. I always, I thought it looked cool. Um, yeah, I lost my mind in Far From Home when I saw the zombie <laughs> Iron Man. But for me, like deceased is like it's it's holding it down so much more on this level. So um yeah, yeah, man. That's 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 been my week in nerd. That's that's it in a nutshell. How many figures are in that JL line? The whole league. So it's cool, man. You got a hawk girl, which I'm gonna get next time. You got Flash, you get Aquaman, and I, I didn't get a good look. I think it was the long hair, don't care Aquaman with uh with the spear hand. Nice. Yeah, that'll be uh, the one. Yeah. I think so. Um, you get Flash, and I guess it'd be Wally West Flash in that universe. I don't think yeah. it's Barry Allen with yeah. like the white eyes. So that's pretty cool. Um, obviously, you get Batman, you got Wonder Woman, and you get Su- – oh, and you get uh, John Stewart's uh, Green Lantern nice. as well. So I need that whole league, man. I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them all. I'm going to unbox them all, and I'm going to get a lot of stands so they can actually be displayed. <laughs> Unite the seven, <laughs> baby. Unite the seven. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, they're they're cool though. Honestly, they're, like they're great looking figures. But um, just you know, for the price point, um, I think they're like thirty something bucks. And I'm I'm going back to McFarlane, man. I'm paying you know okay money for those things, and like none of them are broken on me. Um, the articulation works. I'm never worried about putting them in a pose and worried that they're gonna break. Whereas this thing, I could tell you right off the bat, like. Wonder Woman's hand is about to fall off. Superman's legs are like, like a tin soldier, man. Like these things are just loose, about to break. The best one was actually Batman. Batman. Woody. <laughs> Woody. That's exactly what it is. It's Woody. Batman is by far the best, and I don't know if that's just because I got lucky, but he stands on his own pretty well. Like it's okay. But if you ever look at the figures, just because of the design choice, and they are very faithful to the the design. Because I feel like these actually look better than the McFarlane ones. Because McFarlane did do their 7-inch one. But um, they all have tiny, tiny feet. So there's not much you can do. But everybody in the dog knows collecting figures, whether you're 10, 5, our age, you got holes in the feet at the bottom of the soles. These guys have no holes. There's no peg hole for them. Oh, really? Which is, so it's, it's, it's like standing the female Marvel Legends. Basically. <laughs> you're saying. Like, you can't, like I can't get any of them to stand ever because their feet Basically. are like this big yeah yeah and they have the same articulation as the females so they only have a bicep crunch and no bicep swivel sorry they have an elbow crunch and no bicep swivel so they're they're very very restricted these guys but they they do look pretty cool yeah right on dude yeah i love that we're all going back to the comic books i don't know what it has been in the last little bit but i'm the same way is i found the energy again i spoke about a couple weeks ago to be reading and i'm reading like three four comic books a night and I couldn't keep my eyes open two months ago to read one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I usually read them at night before bed. So I've been blasting through the cap, the recent cap stuff that I was so far behind on. I do have Stranger Things and Empire, but I – or Strange Adventures, sorry, not Stranger Things. I have them both on tap. They're my comic books for tonight. I've gotten a couple more of the Turtle books. 
Loving nice. that. It's uh, it's it's fantastic. The stuff that's coming out in the comic book space. It's a ton of fun to be reading again. And the fact that I can get through, yeah, three to five comics a night. It's help. I'm so far behind on everything. I'm trying to catch up to Empire right now, but it's been great to be back in that space. And I'm so happy that everyone's feeling the same way and finding the groove again in the comic book because I felt that. Maybe not. I don't know if for you guys, but for me, I, I definitely dove off for quite some time. Like I just, I just kind of fell out of love with reading, and then yeah. for a couple of months, and now it's coming back in a big, big way. Yeah, That's it was weird for me. Spider Man. Yeah, you read Spider Man, <laughs> man. You might end comics right there. Oh. <laughs> Is it that bad? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it, it's funny. I got a DM from a guy. He's like, "Hey, what?" Uh... What episode did you guys talk about Amazing Spider-Man, Nick Spencer's run? I was like, oh, man, I, I think it was like just listen to Troy's This Week in Nerd. And oh, when he no. gets a little loud, you know that he's talking about yeah. the Nick Spencer Spider-Man. <laughs> it's hilarious because he wasn't too bad on the cap stuff, Nick Spencer. But yeah, well, it's like I was telling Grabs because I did tr- check out his uh, his Ant-Man. I think it's astonishing Ant-Man. Yeah, and this was, he's all right there, too. Right. And what he does with Ant-Man is it works, but he tries doing the exact same thing with Spider-Man and it doesn't. Like, just because you have one funny character here and another funny character there doesn't mean it's the same character. It, it's Different like having a too. Deadpool yeah. and a Spider-Man comic book, right? Like, you don't write them the same way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, I won't I won't beat it up anymore Interesting. for now. No, and, uh, <laughs> and then for me, too, it was, you know, going back a few weeks, it's been a minute since I, I talked about my Weekend Nerd and all that because we did the movie review and then I was gone last week. But uh, I was on the Kijiji hunt a few weeks ago, and I had managed to snag that white Black Widow figure, the deluxe figure. Dope. And I got it for 20 bucks on Kijiji, half price. I don't know why. I don't know where this guy got it and why he was selling to me for 20 bucks. But it snagged it there. I will say it's a good figure, a really nice figure. But it's basically a repaint of the uh, single pack dark gray black release. Okay, right. It's everything is the same except for they've, you know, just painted over the gold cuffs and all that and made them black. And the suit's the exact same. The belt's the same. The head sculpt's pretty much the same from what I could tell. You do get one of those flight stands with it and all the explosions and all that that's coming up to make it that. But it was thirty nine ninety nine price point retail. Yeah, that's yeah. nuts. It's a deal of a deal, man. Crazy. So I ended up getting that for 20 bucks, And also picked up some Black Panther figures as well because I'm backlogged on them, not having not picked them up. So I got the suit, the original suit from the start of the Black Panther film, not the kind of energy suit. And then I also got uh, Nakia as well. And so I'm starting nice. to, to, to pad out that line because I, I had Killmonger and a few others, but I just didn't get super deep into that line for whatever reason. And as part of my go back as I'm taking a break from new legends, going back and collecting and filling in that MCU space. So I've been able to pick up quite a few on Kijiji again, both of those 20 bucks a piece. So I'm quite pleased with getting those, you know, upwards of $10 below retail and the black widow, $20 below retail. So that really helps in filling out some of those lines with regards to the pace that Marvel legends are coming out and what I expect to be a huge onslaught in 21 with regards to the MCU. They seem to be holding a lot of that stuff back right now just because of the the films they want to time these properly right so um, we're going to talk about a little later some of the logan stuff that they released today and some of the x-men stuff that we got a good view on from basically the sccc reveal but yeah and i didn't do a whole bunch of hunting i was away last week but it, it's been great on the kijiji hunt man it ain't no shame in that kijiji game man, it yeah, is, man. it's an absolute blast to take advantage of those good prices and perusing late at night you know that's when i do my best hunting <laughs> yeah, yeah man i do my hunting late at night man you got yeah. to 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. And the only other thing, shout out to you guys, because you talked about this last week, Carlos. At the uh, recommendation of Sanjay, I went back and revisited both of the Bay Turtle films. You know, nice. we talked quite a bit of detail about the 1990 Turtle film in a review a couple of weeks ago, and Sanjay gave you know quite high praise to the what is it, the Rise of the Shadows or whatever it is, Out and of the Shadows. Out of the Shadows, and it was it's good. It's a cartoon version of Turtles, and I, to be honest with you, I went and saw it in theaters, but I did not remember much of it other than Bebop and Rocksteady, and it was fun. It was good. The first one, it's, it's okay. The second one, it does it does its job. You, know, you get Krang and you get all sorts of crazy stuff in there, but it was a cartoon translated onto the big screen with Michael Bay's, you know, budget and all this. <laughs> so it uh, it was fun, and I enjoyed the Turtles not as much as the original, but I'm really in this Turtle space right now with NECA and the movies and all this, and it's fun revisiting that stuff. So I've had a blast with, with both those films in the last little bit. Just kind of that turn your brain off a little bit, let's get into the Turtle universe and have some fun, and that's exactly what those films are. So they're, they're not like, you know, super high class films or anything like that, but geez, do they do the trick when you just want something to watch, smile and, and reminisce a little bit about something from the childhood, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that second one didn't do better. Like I, it has all the pieces there, but yeah, it's just, I don't know if it just the whole bombastic idea of it, right? Like I know the cartoon was like that, but you contrast it to what they did in the early nineties with those films and they're just so wildly different. Yeah. Like in scale, in tone, in budget. <laughs> yeah, because the Turtles were huge in that movie, weren't they? Like that franchise, weren't they like like they're like six to seven, eight feet tall. They're huge. And like yeah. the first scene in the first one, the first bay one, they're like tossing around shipping containers. Like these are like, you know, several ton containers and they're just shoving them around like they're Lego bricks. Like <laughs> it's uh it, it kind of give it the this the scale and scope of it was kind of off a little bit, right? Yeah. And like they're fighting, you know, foot soldiers and they're these like giant monsters, right? <laughs> and so it's like I don't know, it just it didn't jibe super well, but once you get used to it and all that, it's it does the trick. But it was it was fun. So yeah, revisiting some stuff there was was great. And I'm looking forward to doing a little bit more hunting this this weekend and uh continue to build out the Marvel Legends and I gotta get back up to Snap as well. And I gotta check out some of the these retro stuff because whew, what's coming, what we're gonna talk about later from the exclusives. I really gotta figure my life out here because guys, it is uh it's continuing <laughs> to be poured on in twenty twenty, <laughs> man. The 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 whole pandemic situation that has not stopped Hasbro, NECA, McFarlane, Hot Toys, everything from just continuing to deliver on the promise of you want more, you're gonna get more. <laughs> yeah, man. Jeez. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's skip over to the news guys for a, a little bit here, and uh, let's just kick it off with the Bad Batch. Now this is some news that came out a week or so ago, and it was a reveal from from Star Wars and Lucasfilm on their next animated venture on Disney Plus, and it's Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Now for those that watch the Clone Wars series, Clone Wars season seven, Clone Wars saved fantastic series, but it was split into three primary arcs. One being the Bad Batch arc two being the Ahsoka and her friends arc, and then three, of course, is the Battle of Mandalore. And That's it's... the Spice Girls arc, as Troy and I refer yeah. to. <laughs> Spice twins. Oh, man. Spice That's up your hilarious. Life. <laughs> so it does seem that that first arc, and we even talked about it, Troy, and Carlos, I think mm-hmm. at this point now, you've seen it that season seven right through, correct? Yeah, no, I watched all the Bad Bat stuff. Yeah. I, I I really, truly, and honestly tried to make it through the Spice Girls, <laughs> but I just 
tapped out, man. Like, yeah, it just yeah. seems too cringe. And then, uh, yeah, Troy roadmapped me back in. So then I watched the the, nice. the end yeah. of it, which was which was beauty. So fantastic. But it does it does seem that the first few episodes there, when we talked about it, we said this feels like it's being drawn out quite a bit. Like this could have been done in two to three episodes. I think it was three to four episodes, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's four. Yeah. Yeah. Where it, this it just seemed like okay, we can get through this arc. Like where are you get at this, but it seems that they were backdoor piloting this whole thing and building out these characters and building out some sort of foundation for fandom to, to grow connection to these characters because now we have a, a miniseries or a series coming. I'm not sure if this is going to be a Clone War style 24 episodes in a season, if this is going to be a 10-episode type thing. Miniseries, don't know, but we're getting our next animated series in that Clone War style using the Bad Batch, that, what is it, Clone Troops 99 with all these uh, these unique squad, these genetically kind of tweaked, or I guess almost they didn't really quite work out for them as far as the production into the, the clone army. And they all possess these kind of singular skill sets that make them exceptional. And they've got this really great crew, great dynamic. And it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's taking place after the Clone Wars. So kind of in that space between i guess episode what episode three and episode four something in there mm-hmm. yeah like rebels so, timeline almost eight. yeah and it's gonna before. be yeah. an interesting exploration of what happens to the clones post clone wars like what happens to all of them because we've really only you know by the time we get to a new hope presumably they are a trained army right the stormtroopers so what happens to all these clones in this space? You know, we get some insight into what's going on with Rex and that and Rebels, but it's going to be a nice exploration piece as to what's going on in there. But it is sticking in that timeline, right? In that time space that we've seen quite a bit of story told in there. So Troy, man, what are your thoughts on on the Bad Batch here coming to Disney Plus in 2021? Uh, not <laughs> not very excited. I, I, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I feel like they were... Uh... An afterthought. I mean, you know, during the season, it was okay. Like, I, it wasn't my weakest moment by any means in season seven of Clone Wars. But I feel like they had their their journey. I think we've seen enough of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they were that cool that we need a whole season of these guys. I mean, you talk to the Clone Wars, man. We got Quinlan Voss, Saj Ventress. I mean, obviously, you know, they did do their whole spiel in um, Dark Disciple. But I feel there's so many cool characters out of the Clone Wars that we could explore if you want to go back to this timeline that we don't need um, to have a journey with these guys. Now, I do know you can very well say, well, this is going to explain or bridge the gap between the clones transitioning into stormtroopers yeah. or the Imperial Guards like some have as well. But um, I feel like, well, no, that should have been the job of the Clone Wars, really. It's, it's mm-hmm. in the title itself, the clones. So, Or even a book format could have been cool. But for me, I'm just, I'll watch it for sure. Um, and like you mentioned, I don't know if it's going to be the whole 10 episodes or, or the 20 plus. I hope it's going to be a short series, yeah. but um, it's 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 cool. I just, I don't really feel like anybody was like jumping up and down for for this. It's it's kind of odd. But yeah, the, the biggest intrigue for me is just being able to see that transition of like these troopers. You know, it reminds me of um, the game way back. I think it was on the, ps2 or the xbox it was like something troopers they're like the commandos the command troopers but they were like like the top top notch uh clone troopers and you got to play as these guys and it was very halo like and i 
think they had the Republic Commando or whatever. Republic Commandos, yeah, yeah, man. And these things were beefy um, clone troopers, and you get to see them, I think, throughout uh, Order 66, and I think they even encounter Vader. But they were pretty cool, so it kind of feels like they're borrowing from these guys. They they might they might you know kind of borrow some elements from that storytelling of that game. But uh, Carlos, you know what I'm talking about, obviously. That that game was uh, it was kind of cool for the time. It was very Halo first person shooter. But um, we'll wait and see. Um, yeah, I just I just want to see that transition basically from mm-hmm. not no longer using the stormtroopers because the stormtroopers or sorry the clone troopers because the clone troopers were the best troopers they could aim they could shoot I mean these yeah. guys took down Jedi's <laughs> and I don't know why they ever went away from them uh, so we'll see what they do man is Dave Filoni behind this do we know he or? is an executive producer I believe on okay this, right I think a lot of his concentration is going to be in the Mandalorian and all that but yeah he'll have some oversight I would I would yeah. assume you know this is all being somewhat derived from his story and yeah. so it'll be interesting to see if you get any sort of feeling that he is a part of this right. and I, I have to personally agree with you there man it's i hope it's a short season because like you said i don't think we need an extended type of long form piece of storytelling with the bad batch the yeah. thing that i struggle with a little bit is they didn't really show any vulnerability right they no all had these skill sets that could solve any sort of problem and do anything. And so how do you put stakes to something like this? I get it's a cartoon guys. I'm not trying to make this something, you know, big epic, you know, long form piece of storytelling or anything like that, that has to have some, you know, deep narrative. But at the same time, like you got the smart guy, you got the tough guy, you got the sniper, you've got the leader, right? You've got, you got everything. And so how do you make it feel like, these guys could die or these guys could, you know what I mean? Like you gotta put some stakes and you gotta, you know, even the Jedi are flawed. Even the Jedi are shown to, to lose battles and you know what I mean? And so you need to have some of that, but you never really saw any of that in this. You're going up against massive armies and these guys are, you know, taking care of it. No problem. So it, it, I agree with you that watching the Clone Wars season seven, I wouldn't say that this is something I want to see, but at the same time, they've surprised me in the past. Yeah. with stories and i think you're right to point out that it's got to be about the transition you know do these guys do you remember that group of stormtroopers in the comic books that show up in this main star wars run that's like oh this, with the lightsaber yeah the random group of like do they transition to these guys that would be right. kind of a cool tie-in yeah 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 and so yeah it's got it's got to have a unique narrative to it a unique story behind it because i think we may grow a little tired of the Bad Batch himself, especially if it's 20, 20 episodes or whatever. Yeah. But if they're telling and filling in a cool space that hasn't really been addressed in the new canon, I think that's where the intrigue is for me. Agreed, mm-hmm. agreed. So, Carlos, man, like, you watch the Bad Batch stuff here. Is this something that you're you're going to sit down and watch? Is this something that you would say should be the next step for Lucasfilm animation? Yeah, you know, it's kind of up my alley in that it's going to be that boots on the ground POV as the galaxy turns from your prequel universe to your sequel universe. And I'm always looking for those like shortcut windows into seeing that stuff. So I'm not having to read like piles of books <laughs> or piles of comics and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm there for night and I always kind of like the build your team and have your specialist for mm-hmm. every, um, uh, every possible challenge you could have type of thing. Like, 
from old Genesis like games like Game Ground to like Ghost Recon, like oh I gotta have my sniper and then I gotta transition to my heavy machine gunner guy and stuff like that. And so that's kind of how they're built, right? So um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Like I too hope that it's a shorter, concise run, and I think they could be in a cool space that like obviously. Um, they probably have some excuse as to why they didn't fall prey to Order 66. So then you can have them running into any number of characters throughout the Star Wars universe because they're they're not um, so all-powerful and they're not going to make such a huge mark that you should have he- heard about what these characters yeah. did and what this interaction was. It's like, oh, I was just in this town and there was some kid that needed to get rescued or whatever. So yeah, the bad batch hooked up with whoever Obi-Wan Kenobi and they took care of business together and everybody went their separate ways after that. And then on to your next adventure and stuff. So yeah, I, I think it's weird that we're sitting here and I'm kind of the most excited for it <laughs> out of the three of us, but uh, yeah, why not? Hey, Bring look, I think the, the platform of, of Disney plus and, and leveraging it into telling more, visual Star Wars stories on screen, I think it is great. And sure, if they're going to do one season, great. Like, this is all about producing good stories, good content. And I don't have any doubt that Lucasfilm is going to be doing that. And it's, let's just see, man. I think that at this point, we're a little short on on-screen Star Wars stuff with the exception of The Mandalorian. So it's it's great to see them doing something here. And I would guess that this probably isn't the only thing in the works at Lucasfilm Animation. There is a, a nice big chunk of time frame between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens that, that needs uh, to have a story told. And yeah. animation might it. be the way to do that, right? Like Luke, Han, Leia-focused animation-style thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't give me hope. <laughs> <laughs> so so guys sticking with this tv space a little bit here i'm gonna, I'm gonna chuck this to you carlos but we've got a a gotham central i don't know if this is a rumor if this is confirmed on hbo max so warner's media has kind of announced that we're likely to get some sort of integrated tv series coming from matt reeves as one of the the creatives behind this and Focus around Gotham City Police Department, Gotham Central potentially, which I believe is a Brewbreaker run, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, for sure, man. And I'm a big Brewbreaker guy. I love my cat Brewbreaker stuff. So the interesting part about this for me in a TV series on HBO Max is that, you know, now we're seeing DC leverage in the same capacity as Disney and Marvel into multimedia storytelling across a single universe. And this really seems to point at two things. One, that they're expanding into this TV space for telling more stories in a singular universe. But also this Matt Reeves stuff is going to be fairly isolated from anything else that's going on in the DC film universe, which is kind of cool. So, Carlos, what are your thoughts on them kind of launching into TV to expand stories of stuff that's going to be seeded initially on film in the Batman, then and also that Batman universe being self-contained and potentially growing into this cross-media type of storytelling with the, you know this narrative threads that are being pulled through in a similar fashion to what we're seeing the MCU expanding out into the Disney Plus. Yeah, man, I think it's amazing to be honest with you, and like Gotham Central gives them such a rich. Um, 
piece of source material to play with because like the thing with Batman is he can't be everywhere doing everything all the time. Right. And so with him being kind of this street level urban hero, where does all that other stuff fall to? Right. Or who has to clean up after he does do his stuff or who starts these investigations that then Batman has to come in and take down the big bads that they can't. And I like Brubaker and I think Greg Rucka ended up taking the torch after him, which Mm -hmm. is, you couldn't ask for a better guy to carry on. Um, it was just such an amazing series where there was like a very robust and diverse cast of characters. And sometimes they'd investigate stuff and solve it themselves. Sometimes they'd go out and like try and undermine Batman by trying to get the collar, um, and beat him to it. Other times they'd get in way over their heads and end up having a few of them killed. And then you have like the bullpen, the detective bullpen and the interpersonal dynamics going on. And like you got HBO, the wire set in Gotham city. Come on. Like yeah. it, it, it's a no brainer almost. Right. And that like Matt Reeves is one thing and that's a phenomenal talent to be guiding this. But then the other half of the equation, the showrunner is going to be Terrence winter. Mm-hmm. So Terrence winter did, the Sopranos, like he was the head writer on that. And then he did Boardwalk Empire. So you're telling me the guy that did the Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire is going to do a cop show on the broadcaster that did The Wire and it's going to be set in Gotham City? Like, come on. Like, that's amazing. That's amazing. This is is great stuff and it's fertile ground and you could do season after season and you don't even have to see Batman if you don't want to or you could have him and just the nature of the character like it could be stuntman it could be just flashes of capes it could be guys just hanging upside down from a street light with like the battering at the one end of the rope like yeah yeah. it's they can they can provide the illusion that Batman is there and the thing that I like about it too, you know, to build off of the stuff that you're 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 kind of throwing down there, the ingredients that are already spelling out something that is going to be fantastic is be on HBO Max. That means that there's money behind this, right? Yeah. So the cinematography, the way the story's told, even I could even see Batman appearing in this. Oh, totally. Right? You could see what was done before on the Fox Gotham series, right? Ugh. And <laughs> and I only watched the first couple of seasons of that, and that's something you could compare to. But that's something that's handcuffed by, I think, the setting of it, where Batman was in the story. Bruce Wayne was quite young, and you're trying to tie in all these villains and make it seem realistic and build off that. And I think there were some highlights to that. But this in itself, the setting where Batman is in likely his early stages – Gotham police adapting to this new vigilante. There's a lot of really cool story you can do there, but the budget's going to be there to bridge that visual gap between the Batman on screen and what we're seeing on the small screen in HBO max. I think that is to me is a key. It's got to be seamless. The same thing, the same way we said about the Disney plus stuff, the MCU stuff, it's got to be seamless. Yeah. You got to be able to say this is in that same universe, not like the Agents of Shield step away from the quality that you saw in the MCU. You could tell this was a TV show, right, set in some sort of MCU space, but it was never near the quality. So Troy, man, what what are your thoughts yeah. on this? You know, Gotham Central, Batman universe tying, Matt Reeves, Terrence Winter. This is yeah. this is sounding great. 
Yeah. Well, I think I touched on it a little bit. Um, I think Colson and I did a little bit a while ago, but um, mm-hmm. again, man, for me, it just it all falls back to what this movie is going to establish, where this universe is. I, 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 it's just it's really, really hard for me to get excited about it without knowing what this world is already with the Batman Reeves universe. Um, but you know, the coolest thing I've heard is Carlos, man, you know, you're talking um, the wire. Now I'm like, shoot, <laughs> that's pretty cool. That, that caught my interest because otherwise I'm just thinking like, listen, like Fox or no Fox, that idea of um, Gotham, whether you liked it or not, the idea of it was really cool. Yeah. Like having a, a story around commissioner Gordon, with a young Bruce Wayne and it's is really meant to just at least the way they pitched it was just a Commissioner Gordon story and yeah. Bruce and Gotham was kind of like the background character and they and they they botched that. So here it's like uh, it's like a second wind of like we might get that again. I don't know how much um uh Commissioner Gordon will get. Um Jeffrey White right would obviously be fantastic to be the thread throughout this whole thing. Um I I would be cool without a Batman to be honest seeing this show. Just, just with that whole wire aspect, that sounds really, really cool. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet, man. I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm just, I can't really get excited about this. I never read the comics of um, Gotham, Gotham Central, so yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, you know, it's funny. Every time I think of Gotham in a realistic manner, I always just think of like, you know, detectives and officers and and homeowners being like, I want to transfer, I want to move, I don't want to live here anymore, you know, because. <laughs> Who wants to live in Gotham? Who? Who wants um, the police in Gotham? <laughs> yeah. No doubt. That's what will make the show interesting, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to see it. But I want to see, like, the, the wire aspect. I want to see the grittiness. I want to see some of the snakes in the grass. Um, a lot of the infiltrating going on. And just the griminess of Gotham. Getting to the underbelly of it. That's what I really want to see. I think that could be cool. I don't want to see any big time. Like, I don't want no Mr. Freeze. He's my favorite Batman villain, but I don't want to see him in this. I want ground level uh, characters like the the Tony Zuko's and whatnot. Yeah, man. they got to deal with yeah, like the mob and all that, right? Like the yeah. Falcons and these type of characters. Yeah. And that's what the book was all about, right? And okay. they were like dealing with like police corruption, but from a different perspective than just something Bruce is reading about in a newspaper. It's like these guys are actually involved in it or fighting against it or right. trying to rise up over it. And yeah, it's cool, man. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And- so, so, so like, just like, just throwing it out there. Like I, obviously I don't want this to happen, but let's, let's just say the Batman, Matt Reeves film is, is horrible. Like nobody likes it. Do we still get this show? Or do we lose a lot of interest in the show? I think you at least get a season of it yeah. based yeah. on the talent that they have behind yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's been come out after the movie release. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think they're talking a 2021 release for this thing. That oh no. Sense. So that's the Batman movie. So that'll, it'll come sometime after that. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. And it's, again, they're building this platform, this HBO Max's original content and trying to suck you in from the films as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a risk, right? It yeah. doesn't have that built in, success that the mcu does that they're leveraging into the disney plus shows right with yeah. known characters and known story threads from from bigger movies and all that but yeah it's, it's definitely a risk to be interesting and you know with it being a police drama it's going to be interesting to see the commentary around the current social situation with regards to police departments and all that and if some of that is woven into the the narrative of that because i know a lot of companies are thinking about you know how do they reframe some of this stuff and right it's got to be acknowledged and i think that they could do something very interesting in this space 
with that. Um, it doesn't have to be the focal point by any means, but it'd be interesting to see if they weave some of that in because you do see some of that current event, you know, social uprising and all this woven into comic books and, and likely into shows like this. So um, yeah. there's, there's great potential to tell good stories in there, meaningful stories. Yeah, uh, built off the back end of the Reeves movie too. So I, I think there's a lot of potential here. Um, I like what I'm seeing and I'm excited about it. To be honest with you, when when Carlos mentioned it today that you wanted to talk a little bit about Gotham Central, I didn't, I saw it, but I didn't really click as to what it was and what it meant. And, you know, could they even do something like this with some of the DC Extended Universe movies, right? Building in that continuity and, and pulling in new and different shows. Like is, you know, that Green Lantern show going to tie into the DCU and how they can really expand that storytelling to beyond the big screen. Cause you know, all that big screen stuff's at risk right now uh, for quite some time. And this small screen stuff, if they can get it shot, it's got a great platform for it. And I'm, I'm excited to see what they do in this space for sure. Yeah. No, I, well, I guess we'll find out uh, not at SDCC, but at no. fandoms. Yes. <laughs> Fandom, man. I got a month. So we get some info on that. And speaking of which, guys, let's slide over to our main topic for this week, and that's San Diego Comic-Con at home. Now, we're usually just a buzz this time of year because we've got the big mecca of cons coming straight at us with toy reveals, film reveals, everything. You know, We're just clamoring over the news and having even a hard time keeping up with it. You know, In the past couple of years, we've had to do two-part episodes so that we're not talking for four hours straight about the reveals and the film and the trailers and that hype level. And I don't know where you guys are, but just taking the temperature of, you know, the crew around Twitter and what's going on, the hype level is just not there. And it's unfortunate that, that we've lost some of that due to, you know, the current state of the planet, but there is a nice substitute. You know, there is no physical con this year. San Diego is, is shut down, you know, usually drawing upwards of 120, 130,000 attendees to this. This is something that Carlos is taking a trip down to. Sanjay's taking a trip down to. And it's an experience that I want to have someday, but don't know if I ever will. But they are putting on this virtual con starting on Wednesday, July 22nd, and running through to Sunday, July 26th. They're going to have a convention here where. There's you know, over 350 panels planned, virtual panels planned. I believe they're all pre-taped. But you know, streaming on YouTube, there's some gaming stuff they're doing on Discord. They have some you know, virtual walkthroughs of the Comic-Con Museum. I believe IGN is streaming stuff. So there's a lot of really cool stuff going on, even in the absence of the physical convention. But like we talked about at the top here, there is some key components of SDCC at home that are missing, and that is your big Hall H style of panels, the Marvel panels, the DC panels. The Star Wars has never had a huge presence here, but even some of those you know, Fox-type panels where you're getting the reveals of some of the, the new things that are coming, the WB panels, you know, they were missing the Tenant panel. you know, So it does seem that the big things at this convention this year are going to be the new mutants <laughs> don't laugh too hard guys <laughs> the boys of course star oh. trek has got a big presence here and the you know we're, we don't have those major or we do have the major absence of those big those big studios but there is enough stuff there to, to definitely draw 
in some of the interest. You know, one of the ones that sticks out to me is there's this Marvel 616 panel that, that is being hosted, and that's this new Disney Plus show that's showing almost like a dossier of the intersection of pop culture and storytelling with the culture of the Marvel Universe. So it's a really cool panel. But, but Carlos, man, what are your thoughts on the SDCC at home? We've talked about it in the past in quite a bit of detail, but now that we're on the doorstep of it here, man, what, what are you thinking about some of the panels that are out there and the buzz around the convention? Yeah, I like I think conceptually, all things being equal, if SDCC had all the trappings that they would during a normal convention brought forth into the online space, I'd be super excited and it'd be going off like gangbusters. But unfortunately, they're coming into their first virtual con at the same moment that everybody's like, ah, you know what, I'm going to pass. So yeah. like, there's no DC presence, um, which means like Warner Media is going to be like greatly reduced. You'll probably get some tenant stuff and some Kong versus or Godzilla versus Kong stuff, maybe if they even bother. Um, and then same thing with Marvel Studios, right? Like Marvel Studios might have geared up, but they're like, well, if it's just this, we might as well just do our own version of it. So mm-hmm. they're holding off. So yeah, you got your big players gone, and then yeah, it just it doesn't seem like there's a ton of like it's kind of all those smaller projects, quote unquote smaller, um, and those other franchises that are not quite as popular that show up on like your Wednesdays, Thursdays that are going to be carrying the whole event yeah. forward. So yeah, like I think conceptually online SDCC full bore, all the panels, all the reveals, all the showcases is amazing. But unfortunately the actual people that contribute to this event kind of pull the carpet out from under um, SDCC. Like probably the best example I have of it is that justice con, which is like a, a fan event, kind of like the release of Snyder Cut folks put together. And so it's that group that's spearheading this. But they've actually got like a few of the, like they got Ray Fisher for sure and a couple other um, t- pieces of talent that were uh, involved in that movie. And then Zack Snyder is going to be there and he's going to be revealing, he's teased he's going to be revealing footage from his HBO Max project. So... Wow quite frankly, like of everything coming out this weekend, that's kind of the biggest deal that's crossed my radar. And it's not Mm -hmm. even part of SDCC. Like it's a fan event. So yeah, I don't know. There's things I'm interested in. Like I I do love my, my new generation Star Trek shows. So um, I'm excited to see what they bring forward with that. Like the new animated show and what they're doing with discovery or the captain Pike spinoff. Yep. So yeah, they, that'll they, be they quite a presence on Thursday, actually. Three or four panels, I believe, Star Trek does uh, on the 23rd there. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be tuning in for that. Like, uh, my kid and I, we love watching those shows together. But, yeah, there's that. And I'm, I'm hoping that Universal gives us some Jurassic World domination action. Like, if they wanted to bring the heat, this would be the time to do it. So They're back filming. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, we'll see if we get anything from them. But aside from that, yeah, I, I don't know, man. But what do you, it's, what do you it's, guys think? It's going to be a quiet weekend, to be honest with you. And, you know, not trying you – know, I, I think the we have to recognize the efforts that they've gone to to convert this massive physical presence con into something that's virtual. I think we have to give some serious recognition to the people doing that. But you're right in, in the aspect that 
I think the concept of this virtual stuff, you know, we even saw Marvel Studios doing this before, kind of spinning out and doing their own thing. But, you know, Disney can do their own virtual convention, right? Mm-hmm. The same fashion that, that Warner Brothers or DC is doing. And so I think a lot of those companies are looking at this saying, hey, we could do this on our own. Like, why would we go there and dilute ourselves amongst all the other panels, right? So it's something that I'm going to be supporting in here because I don't want this space to go away. I don't want the virtual concept because we may be restricted even into next year. I don't want this to go away. So I'm going to be trying to check some of this stuff out. But I agree with you. Like the hype just, it's just not the same in the panel space. And we're going to get to some of the exclusives and the hype is, is very real there for me <laughs> still, which is very exciting. But Troy, man, well, what are your thoughts yep. on, on this, this virtual convention, SCCC at home and how it, it does just doesn't feel the same. Of course, it's not going to be the same. Of course, it's not going to feel the same. You know, we can all fully acknowledge that this is something different. This is unprecedented. But man, what are your feelings on on SCCC at home? Yeah, I mean, it's I'm not over the moon. Um, it kind of feels like it's been um, it's been downplayed. It's been downgraded, almost kind of back to its roots. It's it's it feels more or less about the, the theatrical films and the big budget films, and more about the comics, really, which is kind of like what it used to be, I guess, back in the the day that I've was never present in but um <laughs> so um i think that's kind of cool but i mean you know the thing is it's it's kind of been coming for a long time right like all these film uh studios like the marvels and the dcs they've kind of been leaning towards doing their own thing anyways for quite some time and it's just happened to all kind of land during this you know these world events so it is what it is. Um, I mean, going forward, obviously, they're, they're going to need to do something to keep up with things like Celebration D23, now this DC fandom that's going on. So they're, they're going to have to step it up. Um, the TV shows, though, like you mentioned, like The Boys, like that's that's awesome, man. I can't wait to see what they're going to do when they're dropping that kind of stuff. So it'll be nice to see some of that content get a little more shine. Yeah, but you're right, sure. man. The hype, the hype level is really not quite there. And it's it's a, it's a mixed bag of all things going on right now. So let's see. This is the first big one to pop off. Yeah. In this in this new virtual space. And I think there's going to be an evolution period here and there's going to be a learning experience from all of this. And yeah. I hope that you know the the main thing from this is that it does make all this stuff accessible to everybody. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of cool, right? It's the first time that we're going to be able to see the new mutants panel. The, you know what I mean? Like we're in the past, we could get the trailers, but you don't have that, that intimate experience with the filmmakers and the cast and the, the people that are driving these big films. And so it's going to be cool to sit on here and basically have, you know, this small little, this is not going to be direct interaction. It's not going to be live, but to sit there and watch them on YouTube and, and just have them interact and talk about the film and, you know, splicing some new footage and all that. And I think it's going to be cool that the accessibility is there. We've seen things like Celebration lean towards that in the past where you could watch the panels live, but then they cut out when they show you the new footage, right? When yeah. they, they showed the Rise of Skywalker panel and they showed the Rogue One stuff in the past, they cut that out. So it's going to be cool to have that experience. And I'm excited to see what this space looks like and what it starts to evolve towards. Because realistically, you could look down at this and say, hey, we potentially could get a hybrid of this in the future where part of it's online and part of it's in person, the physical convention. And I think that's likely where we're going 
in yeah. this space yeah. um, is that we will see a hybrid evolve out of all of this. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to lean one way or another quite heavily in the future, but straight down the middle, a very real possibility. I think the biggest thing is just the participants, right? Like if Marvel Studios was coming and you were getting mm. like a digital version of Hall H on a Saturday, people Huge. would be over the moon, right? Huge. But yeah. And that's I think that's the... what, what DC fandom is going to be. I think it's like this is the first shot at that virtual convention panels, all this type of thing. But DC fandom is the first one that's going to be bringing like the, that star power that trailer excitement, James Gunn, Matt Reeves, Zack Snyder, bringing the content, bringing the people, bringing the stars, like sitting here watching a Zoom call with Momoa and Snyder and Affleck and Cavill. Like it's going to be wild to watch that, right? You don't have that same draw here. Yeah, um, no, totally. Yeah, like I've, it's my old man's birthday on that day. And I was like, shoot, we're taking him out on the 21st because we're <laughs> we're locked and loaded on the Wi-Fi on uh, the 22nd at our house kind of yeah, thing, right? For Whereas sure. for this, like I haven't really even looked at what's on the docket for panels and stuff just because th- those big things that are the are the draws aren't aren't there for you. Yeah, and like the other thing that we always did with with SDCC is that like I basically find myself on Twitter finding someone that's live in the crowd and following along with it, right? Mm-hmm. And just trying to consume that in the moment. And right here, there's nothing that really gets me there. Because I always get crap from my family. Because usually I'm in Ontario visiting my family during SDCC. And I'm on my phone all day Saturday trying to find out what's been revealed, what's going on. And everyone's yelling at me. Like, what are you doing on your phone all day? It's like, it's every year I come here. San Diego Comic Con. Like, what do you want me to do? (laughs) So, but guys, I will say. The panels might not be the same draw that we're used to, but the exclusives, man, this stuff was planned out before all this, and this has not changed. We've seen Hasbro really lead into these fan first Fridays, Mondays, Tuesdays. We've got NECA really leaning into Turtle Tuesdays to release the Predator stuff that we saw last a couple weeks ago last week. And Star Wars even now on the Hasbro side of things leaning into these reveals and we're getting all the SDCC stuff and it's coming probably in a space where it's more accessible than it's ever been for us at home because they're doing online drops they're doing shared exclusives. And so it's very exciting for us in the collector space because not only are we getting the reveals online on Twitter live streams, but we're also getting opportunity to purchase this stuff, which is awesome. Awesome. Like, Last week, and I don't think we talked about it, was the NECA drop for the Turtles, the Mutagen Turtle Tour four-pack. Yeah. Like, there's been a ton of conjecture online about it, but I freaking love it. As an exclusive, it is pitch perfect. The NECA Turtle stuff. You don't want something that is going to be highly sought after. You want something that's unique for a con exclusive, and this thing is just that. I love, I'm going after it. I missed out on the two packs last week and that was my deciding point. If I couldn't get those, I'm going after this turtle tour four pack. It's wild. It's crazy as bananas, but it's perfect for an exclusive. Nice man. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I, I agree fully that it's just this kind of niche thing that will always remind you of 2020, which will remind you of 1991. Yeah. And going to Pizza Hut and waiting for Raphael to come out of the bathroom. Big bulging so. eyes and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's pretty wild. But but NECA in themselves, when they're talking about exclusives here, they're holding what they, they're calling the NECACon in honor of the SDCC. And they're doing reveals from Tuesday, from the day we record here, right through till Friday. And today we saw a ton of Turtle stuff revealed, including Super Shredder. We knew that was coming, but we got the box art for that, which is just straight fire. That's Turtles 2, Super Shredder, Kevin Nash. This thing looks bananas, but I'm getting it. Lots of cartoon figures revealed. Giant size, I think 16, 18-inch turtle figures revealed from NECA. Ton of the cartoon, like Rat King and all, like crazy stuff that they're revealing here. And I got to give a shout out to NECA. Not only doing these great reveals, but NECA is a company that's been taking a, you know, a few hits lately because they've been doing these drop, these shared exclusives with Walmart, with Target and all that. And people are having a hard time getting this stuff. But yeah. NECA, they've been doing the right thing. They've been acknowledging the fact that this is stuff is difficult to get. And even today, they revealed that they're holding back the Tokon Razor re- uh, reveals as well as where they're going to or how they're going to sell this thing because of the issues, you know, the immediate sellouts on the NECA store, the immediate and difficult sellouts on walmart.com. So they're looking at this, guys. I, you know, I got to give a shout out to NECA. They're doing the right thing by the collectors. Yeah, they're cool, man. Like, and they're always like very transparent with what their messaging is as to what they have available, what they can make available, how they get it out to people. And yeah, like I, I've never seen a company like that. And I've, been around for a while right and i it's just so refreshing that they're like hey we recognize that we need to take care of the fans a bit better and they recognize things like guys using bots and buying up their stock and it's like oh shoot we didn't think about this so we need to rejigger and it's cool that they're doing that before something that's going to be coveted like that tokar and razor are coming out so yeah it's pretty cool man i I love this this neck of space right now troy how you feeling about some of these reveals that super shredder box art we knew what the figure looked like but now getting to, to see what it looks like whew, man i love and loving what i'm seeing there yeah no that that box art man it's it's fire it's cool i was always i, think I mentioned before i always liked the look of super shredder uh very intimidating from what i remember i it's been a while since i've seen part two but seeing that uh figure brought back a lot of cool memories man and uh he looks good he looks yeah. really really good man yeah yeah it's a cool figure what do you think of the the turtle tour four pack the exclusive the SCCC exclusive oh oh i would rather not say <laughs> that was <laughs> those those, those but, were but, my turtles hashtag not my turtle uh, but the thing i love about that right yeah. it's yeah it's a black and white thing either you're buying it yeah. or you're not right and exactly. I, I like yeah. that with an exclusive yeah. that's what it should be right it's celebrating yeah. something that if this found its way on a shelves in eb games or walmart or target it's not gonna sell yeah. Like there's there's not enough people that I think or maybe I'm wrong, but there just doesn't seem to be enough people that find the the lightheartedness in it and the kind of crazy wildness of it. And that's what yeah. an exclusive is supposed to be. It's the problem with some exclusives is that they're if an integral part of a collection. Like yeah. let's talk about the Black Series fortieth anniversary X Wing Luke, right? Yes. It was such an integral part of that celebratory line and you can't get your hands on it. Yeah. to complete out that line where yeah. if you're a turtle movie collector in this NECA space, you don't need this turtle tour stuff, yeah, right? Exactly. They've done some exclusive stuff in the past. I think when NECA's were a bit more handcuffed, but those figures have found their way out in single and double pack release like that, the shredder and the, they had, I think last year was the splinter chained up 
and they oh, did a big okay. four pack of the turtles in the movie box a couple years ago. Wait, were they fig- yeah, they have the baby one, and then they also yeah. have like the movie cover slip, like from oh, the VHS, cool. and you open it up, and the four turtles are there. But those are the same four turtles that we found in EB Games. Yeah. So that the thing with an exclusive is it shouldn't bring any angst to completest collectors of a line. Yeah. And this doesn't, right? Like yeah. you don't feel the need to get this. I really contemplated, but I kind of like the concept yeah. of it, so I'm just going to pull the trigger on it. Yeah. And I have some connection to that show and all that. So it's it's what an exclusive should be. Definitely. No, and I it, agree with that completely. And and I think it's it's absolutely great. So um, I'm interested to see, you know, Carlos. You know, what did you, what did you think of that? I believe it was the it was a predator, right, that they dropped oh, with the box yeah. art that lit up <laughs> and all that. Oh, like, it was so that's, cool. <laughs> that City Hunter Predator, because it's just like, yeah, I like I did the Predator Aliens exclusives last year, but that's because they did the they had like a one off convention only license to do the DC characters, mm-hmm. and they did wicked stuff with those, and there was comic books based on a few of them and then a few of them they just kind of winged it but uh yeah i uh that city hunter predator blows my mind because he's transparent and then they gave him a lightning effect and they're like yeah you know what we'll throw a lightning effect in the box like mm-hmm. that's wicked like by no means do i collect just movie predator stuff but God, I I think I'm gonna buy that stupid thing. Like, <laughs> oh, I think it looks cool, man. I'm not even a big pirate guy, and when you when you drop down the DM, or when you guys drop down the DM, and I was like, whoa, what is this? Like, that's that's like thinking out of the box, man, with the, the lightning going Literally. on in yeah. the box. That's cool. It's that's very cool. cool. So, like, the neck has got some cool reveals. I'm sure we're gonna see some stuff in that predator alien space, and and beyond that, the the horror space as well. Maybe yeah, back, back to the, the future. future. Yeah. Tomorrow. They oh. they teased like the mm-hmm. ones that I was curious and kind of like getting anxiety over was like I think it's Wednesday is like their Predator Aliens and more. And then Friday was Back to the Future mm-hmm. and more. So I'm I'm curious as to what the and more means. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then the, yeah, horror is Thursday. So Yeah. I haven't pulled the trigger on the Back to the Future stuff they revealed. I want to get a good look at it in store. I'm sure we'll see it. It's in EB Games. It's up on the site. So uh, I'm not. I wasn't loving the head sculpts I've seen from the images. So I want to see them. But like, I'd love for them to reveal a Doc Brown. Like yeah. that would be pretty cool. And maybe a Biff. I guess we do have a Biff already revealed. But there's there's lots they can do in that Spack of the Future stuff. So that's very very exciting. So yeah, NECA is gonna have quite a few SCCC reveals this week. Very very exciting. And now guys, let's talk about Marvel Legends. Now, Marvel Legends have been bananas this year, like on par with Black Series. Like I, every week they reveal new stuff. Like they used to reveal stuff four times a year. Now they're doing it weekly, which is crazy. <laughs> so X-Men has taken a very prominent focus for Marvel Legends over the past few weeks, and that is no different in their SDCC reveals. We had this rumor for quite some time that they're doing X-Men comic and X-Men movie exclusives and this builds on the reveals from new york toy fair of the movie wolverine and mystique which are now all up on pre-order we've got that head swap magneto and charles that drop professor x that two-pack that's up for pre-order we've got deadpool negasonic teenage warhead and domino old man logan old man hawkeye and they revealed as to i believe it was intended to be one of the original exclusives was a logan and 
old Professor X from the Logan Fox film, Tupac. This thing looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to hold out on it, but the fact that they've leaped so far into this X-Men Marvel Legends line, like this is now a whole separate line in itself because they built this out and it's so it's getting deep already by we're not even halfway through or just halfway through 2020 and we went from having zero x-men movie figures to having multiple waves and two packs of these figures like it's it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) so troy my dude man do these marvel legends x-men movies we'll start with the movie stuff right now yeah you know, we've talked about some in the past, but what are your thoughts on this new Logan reveal? And now that we're seeing the box art and the figure sculpts and the, you know, promo shots for some of these new X-Men figures in that Wolverine mystique head swaps of the, the Magneto and Charles, what, what's your take on this stuff? Yeah. You, I'm a big X-Men guy, man. And you know, I, I got some gripes. I got some gripes because I, I did pre-order that, that Wolverine. Um, I think the it's origins. From- origins and i'm having some troubles going on here with amazon so they haven't been shifted i got a notice about they're having some issues with their warehouse so Mm. i got a little grudge against these guys right now (laughs) but for the reveals it's um it's a lot of logan it's a lot of wolverine man i thought we're I need my Cyclops. I need that Just ice like man. Just like those movies, man. Just <laughs> like those movies, man. It's it's like it's like Sanjay's rant on Batman. It's all Batman. It's all Wolverine over here in the Marvel land. Um, they look great though. I mean, it totally makes sense that they're giving us um an old man Logan. Well, the Logan film, Logan yeah. and Charles, totally makes sense. I can't hate on it. I'm not gonna get it. Um, there's not much actually I'm gonna get out of this wave except probably the Charles and Magneto with yeah. the head swaps. Definitely want that. Um, and like I mentioned, I'm still waiting for the Logan um, or the the Hugh Jackman Logan with the uh, like the like the tank top. Really want my hands on that guy. Um, Mystique looks cool. I saw her on Amazon, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. It, she looks fantastic. It's just it's just preference of characters. I love everything that they're mm-hmm. doing. Um, the cable looks cool too. Yes, I've Domino that, looks yeah. fantastic. Right, like. All that stuff looks really good. It's just it's just a pick and choose at this point. Do you like those characters or not? But designs and the box art too. I know we're going to get into it because we're not talking about the comic figures. But I really love the comic book box art that they have currently, like the yellow and black. It mm-hmm. looks it looks awesome. So the fact that they're they're sharing that box, I don't really understand that look. I, I really like the definitive look between like movie cinematic and comic book. And I just I don't know. It's 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 a it's a small complaint i guess but when you got a lot of x-men's in, in box and they're in the yellow and black man i kind of want to keep that thing going so yeah yeah you know but it, it's small it's it's nothing but a small thing man yeah, yeah. and i I'm, I'm right there with you man with the pick and choose on this line this is gonna be if i find it in a store i'll yeah. probably get it am i gonna order off amazon probably not and that's nothing against the x-men films i have a lot of nostalgia and a lot of love for this and yeah. i'm going to get the x1 wolverine and mystique and nice. in a two-pack, the head swap, I agree. The only my only little gripe is the Magneto. It's It doesn't look right to me. It's like the Fassbender oh. suit, and then yeah. you're putting on Ian McCallum's head. It doesn't work for me. No. Like the Charles is the easy swap because it's just a suit, right? Yeah. But it looks funny, and his hair looks funny. It it's looks, kind of Planet of the Apes-ish. It's, it's very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. It, so I don't I – don't, I'm hoping – yeah, I'm hoping that figure in hand, it looks a little different. Yeah. 
but the head swap for the Magneto, because his suit was a lot different in the first X films, right? Than yeah. it was in the first class stuff. And I'd prefer to have the Ian McKellum Magneto as opposed to, like, I love the Fastbender, but I'm kind of want to stick to that original X run cool in film so we'll see we'll see this is definitely a, a wait and see a little bit and i agree with you carlos man like you're you're slowly been dipping into the the legend space here and there with some x-men here and there with mostly spider-man i believe and some venom stuff yeah. but does this movie stuff intrigue you enough to continue to uh give uh the, the mrs goddamn batman a reason to come knocking on my door yeah you know the like movie based anything is usually a bit of a tougher sell for me um so with it being like x-men movie probably not uh like i think the the first class to og versions with the head swaps is a really cool idea but i i don't know that i'd spend the money to get those uh if anything like seeing them in the store uh, I might be tempted with one of the Hugh Jackman Wolverines, like mm-hmm. probably the Origins version, just because the head swaps are cool, um, yeah. but not something I'd pre-order. Or it, I've always had a soft spot for cable, as yeah. Troy knows from my drunken DMs on Saturday nights with eBay fines. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like cool cable stuff. It just, uh, I, I don't know what it is, but. It, it's like that stupid spawn I bought a couple of weeks ago. I just got to have it, right? So yeah. if, if that thing shows up in front of me, and it's something I'd consider. But yeah, as far as getting into this line hardcore, um, no. It's awesome that they're doing it and not something I think anybody expected. But no, it's, uh, yeah, not 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 for my collection. Yeah, That's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. And we talked about it on Get Vocal. We're just touching this briefly last week is that Sentinel, man. That thing is fully backed. Like 9,000 oh. plus backers on this like two-foot Sentinel thing. Yeah. So cool, man. And I know a couple of the boys that were on the Get Vocal, Ryan, man, he had bought two already. <laughs> yeah, and, shout out to Ryan, man. Can't wait oh, to see that. Geez, Troy, man, you that, need the either you side of it. your landing there as you're coming <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, with Wolverine jumping at him, man. You could do some yeah. serious fig photography with That's that That's what I'm saying, man. That fastball special. You got Colossus, you got Wolverine, and you're tossing him right at the Sentinel. Oh, yeah. fire. Yeah, it could be yeah. crazy. So that that's that's yeah. a whole nother game. I love that crowdfunding stuff that they're doing at Hasbro, the HasLab stuff. Like, it's so cool. So yeah. cool. I can't wait to see what they do next in that space. Um, and then let's talk about the other big reveal for the Marvel Legends is this Hellfire Club. They teased it yesterday, and their usual Marvel Legends SCCC exclusives are usually a very elaborate box. We've seen some pretty crazy stuff in the past with, it was the Thanos Imperative. They had this humongous thing. I've got a gauntlet from a previous, I think 2016. They had done some Spider-Man, I believe like a, uh, what was it? the vaults the they raft. had a bunch of the raft yeah the raft yeah. yeah this huge kind of box thing that they've done and they've gone at it again here a little bit smaller scale but they've got a four-figure comic version of the hellfire club which includes of course emma frost we've got sebastian stan we've got Jean gray's clone here so it's a really cool box art the figures look really good Carlos, we talked about this a little bit before, man. What are your thoughts on this Hellfire Club reveal for SCC exclusive in the Marvel Legends comic space? It's cool. Like, it, it kind of fits 
with where you what you were getting at with the turtles, where it's a really neat niche type of product that's gonna probably appeal to a certain generation of X Men fans. And it's cool that they got like the Sebastian Shaw. Who's the fourth figure in there? Because it's Madeline Pryor, Emma Frost, Sebastian Shaw. Uh, something Pierce. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with the character. Yeah, I'm not familiar oh. with that guy. Yeah, yeah, Donald he's like Pierce. the Re- yeah, he's the Reavers dude. With, like, oh, the... okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. From the yeah. Logan movie. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's perfect. Like that's a perfect set of uh, Hellfire Club members to choose. I love I love the box with like how you pull it open and it's kind of like their living room mm-hmm. there, with then the portraits of each of them and the yeah. little bio. So, yeah, it's cool. Well, once again, not something I'd buy, but uh, I can see anybody. There's a generation of people that like will live and die with the Dark Phoenix saga. So, <laughs> if that if that's your jam, like. You're going to be hunting for that one for sure, like our boy Stu across the pond. <laughs> if, you, if you want, man, I'll uh, I'll pick these up for you and we can trade for that Bruce Wayne custom coupe that you just unearthed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bud. Oh, that's cool. Should love. Yeah, across the pond, man. Yeah, it's it's cool set. I, I love, and I, I agree with you, man. It's, it's not something that I'm going to dip into for sure, but like you said, there's people that will chase this and then people that will, they'll love this. And it's about that exclusivity and it's about uniqueness. And this isn't something that I would particularly see selling like crazy on the shelves. And maybe I'm wrong, but it's a cool exclusive. That's for sure. Troy, man, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's cool, man. I'm all about uh, the Emma Frost. I love that they got her in the original white costume, like, you know, the white queen. And uh, because we got her recently, well, well, a while back, but in the all black costume, um, and this is a step up, man. This is a big improvement from uh, what we got, I think it was last year, which was a great box, but we got the um, the the family ties or whatever it was called. Yeah. It's Magneto's, Quicksilver, right? And, um, and uh, Scarlet Witch. So this is pretty cool that they're giving us four figures, man. And the Hellfire Club, that's, that's essential for X-Men. Will I be getting it? I don't think so. I mean, I really do want that Emma Stone, but I don't really care too much about the others. Um, you had a little Freudian slip there. Emma Stone, uh, Emma Frost. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's such a cool look. And I, I think she's a pretty cool character that needs to be more prominent in um, the X-Men figure line, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, just having two figures isn't enough with that one. So, uh, but no, I'm going to, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass on this. But again, mm-hmm. I love what they're doing. It's kind of long overdue when you think about it, that we haven't gotten these, the set yet, but well, well worth the wait, I guess. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. They often, I'm sure we would have got the set years ago if they had the proper licensing with first class, right? Like they often do that comic play on the movie type thing when they did the Hellfire Club in first class with Emma Frost and you had, uh, what's his name too? Um, Sebastian Sebastian Shaw Shaw and all that. So it's it's kind of a cool play. We're getting all these movie figures and this thing shows up. It kind of, I don't know, to me it makes sense. Yeah, and then then we've got a couple other couple multi packs here that we'll talk about very quickly. Uh, we've got a Psylocke Nimrod and a Phantom X that was revealed as an Amazon exclusive, and then we've got a Storm and a Thunderbird two pack that was revealed. Now Troy, these are these are in your space for sure, your yeah. wheelhouse. You've been then, deep in or dipping deep into the X Men Marvel Legends. Yeah, what, what, what's your take on on Psylocke Nimrod and Phantom X, and then this odd Storm and Thunderbird two pack? Oh. It's the dual packs, like Nimrod. Oh, that'd be so cool. 
but uh, I don't really care about the other character, the other <laughs> figure. Again, with Storm, um, it's a really weird. I don't like storage and forge. Even makes more sense. I don't understand this. I must be missing something here, but I don't really get that dual pack. But I do actually kind of have a little bit of a cool understanding of this character now after reading um, the Messiah X or whatever storyline I read recently. Very heavily focuses on Cable, and um, and that character too. So. I might have to get that one just just for Storm alone. I love that costume of Storm. That's that's good. like uncanny there. That's the that's like her one of her original costumes. That's yeah, way it's way like back. swap out cape, multiple heads, you know, yeah. several hands. Like there's she a has lot a there. Tiara going on too, man. Yeah. Like that's oh, it might be like a giant size X Men thing, right? Giant that, size. That's the one. That's the that's one. where her and Warpath would have been on the team together, or like yeah. one of the more prominent times. Right, and, and, and Warpath is so cool too. Just for like the um, the whole X Force as well, right? So it's that's that's yeah, yeah. Ah, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, <laughs> there it done. is. On the, the storm one or both? Oh, no, sorry, just the storm dual pack. Just the storm. Just the storm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. In, the thing that I do like about these dual packs though is like the accessories are just. There's a lot of accessories in both of these. Yeah. Between head swaps, hand swaps, and. Like so, this is the most accessories that I've ever seen in some of these dual packs. It's it's pretty cool. Like, and I don't know the price points on these, but I don't know. Like, some of these might sit on Amazon too, to where you can get down to you know that thirty dollar price point, thirty five dollar price point. Oh but yeah, Golden Nerd Room rule. Yeah, Toys R Us, man. Toys R Us is nuts right now. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like thirty five <laughs> bucks for some of these dual packs. It's awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, last thing we're going to talk about with regards to exclusives, and these aren't really SDCC exclusives, but these are likely SDC reveals that we would have seen from the Star Wars space. We've got some new Galaxy Edge exclusives. Now, these are shared exclusives with Target and are available at Galaxy's Edge if you are brave enough. I will use the word brave here, not the other word, to venture into Disney World or Disneyland at this point in time to pick up some of these, you know. I, I some of those collectors are intense. Mask up, guys. Mask up if you're gonna do that. But we have the reveal of a massive vintage collection, Smuggler's Run Falcon. Smuggler's Run being the Disney or the Galaxy's Edge ride. The Falcon is in scale with the vintage collection figures. It is four hundred dollars US, which is very, very expensive. And you've got a couple black series figures. We've got the DJ R. 3x which is the droid that kind of guides you through star tours and all that which is a fantastic fig it is a repack from the i believe it is a droid pack with r2 and c3po and they got captain cardinal which is the red stormtrooper from the phasma comic book i believe i believe is the villain in there um so pretty cool stuff it's unique stuff it's shared with target it doesn't I blow me out of the water, but I do like that there's these Galaxy Edge exclusives, specifically the ones that are ride-focused. Um, I believe the Falcon comes with a, a realistic Hondo and a Chewbacca as well. So, Troy, man, the, any interest here in these kind of new reveals, the, the Captain Cardinal, or I know we're not vintage collection guys, but... It is interesting to see that this is, I think, our first real big detailed Falcon in quite some time. Mm. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, I, I respect it. I think it's awesome. I don't hate on it at all. It's it's not my kind of a 
collecting, but I there's a huge market for this one, man. And we were talking before, like, you know, like Lego hit us with the uh, with their Falcon, but yeah. this guy right here, man. Sorry, Carlos over there in Legoland. I know, like, Legos are stuff. <laughs> That's my dude. But um, no, these uh, oh, these right here, man. The Falcon, like for the for the vintage. That's the business, man. Man, I'd love to see it. that thing there and the and the Sentinel I was talking about. Those are two big ones coming from Hasbro. I think that's incredible what they're doing. Well, and they're they're focusing on a different type of collector with these, right? Yeah. Like you're looking at a five hundred dollar price point here, and like we're gonna touch on one more thing I forgot about, and that's hot toys. Five hundred dollars, right? What kind of hot toy can you get for five hundred dollars? Pretty damn yeah. good hot two, toy, huh? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so. <laughs> You're you're really pushing on that that end that collector end. You're looking at even the Sentinel. I believe it was three hundred US dollars in that space, three fifty. Yeah. And so you're looking at can you, you take that now convert it into Canadian? And you're you know well over five hundred dollars for this Falcon. Like this got to be something special, and the box art is cool, but the details on it and it has to be huge. I haven't seen it really scaled up, but. You're, you're definitely focusing on a different collector. And again, it goes down to this niche space, right? We're talking about niche space for some of these exclusives. And now you're looking at more of these Galaxy's Edge target exclusives for the, some of this high-end vintage collection stuff. We've seen some like that carbon freezing chamber that was dropped, more play sets coming from the vintage collection. And this is a, a step up from that. So we're interested to see if the boys over at Sandcrawler, if Kyle, if the, you know they're big vintage collection guys, if they dip their toes into to this space where you're getting a very highly detailed Falcon for, for quite a hefty price point. But guys, let's 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 end this with a bit of Hot Toys discussion. You both are big Hot Toys collectors. And you told me before we started that they had some interesting reveals here. Now, if we're going to take this money from the Falcon that none of us are going to buy, <laughs> we're transfer that over to Hot Toys. Carlos, man, what's in that space right now that we would have been seeing at SCCC maybe reveals here? Well, for the last two days, I've been spending all Troy's money, all of his money. <laughs> He's got none left. That's why we couldn't get a hold of him today. We had to take extra shifts. To, uh, <laughs> my my, hot toys my, my phone was... got cut off, man. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He, he didn't pay TELUS because he's like, I, I got to get the hot toys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, there, there was some cool stuff revealed. I... I suspect I'll be ordering and paying for the Wonder Woman Golden Armor Hot Toys, so I can't like make fun of my boy too much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, between the Spidey figures that they revealed and the Clone Wars hybrid live action figures that they revealed, um, yeah, my boy's pocket is going to be a little bit lighter. So I'll talk about the one that I'm going to buy, like. They did Spider-Man in his classic costume, but under the umbrella of the Spider-Man PS4 line. And he looks perfect. Like, you guys know me. Like, I'm a sucker for that John Romita senior. Senior. Spider-Man. <laughs> and so, like, that suit, like, I dug it in the game. But, like, it, it didn't speak to me the way that this, this hot toy does. Because he's, like, perfect. Because he's, like, Romita Spider-Man. But he's kind of got that texture and that build of like a modern comic book character. So he's like this ideal Spider-Man. So I, I got to get that one. So he was cool. And then like Troy, take it away, man. Tell, tell everybody what we're spending your money on, man. Oh man. Oh, Talk man. to me. This, this guy, listen, like I was, I was busy all day and I came home and I'm, I'm reading the DM 
um, between me and Carlos. And there's some text, but all I see is a, is a Spider-Man hot toy in front of my face. I'm like, whoa, like slow down everything. And I'm looking through hot toy, Spider-Man, classic suit, PS4. Okay, good. I see uh, Django Fett. Okay, looks cool, but I'm not going to mess with it. I see Rex uh, contemplating. Then I scroll down further, and I see Obi-Wan Kenobi Clone Wars. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> what is this guy doing? Then I scroll down further. He shows me the hot toy that I pre-ordered for um, PS4 Spider-Man. All new, all different. Better shots. And I'm like, okay, cool. This guy I'm locked in on. Then this guy, he goes on to say, wait, one more thing. What does he show me? Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker Clone Wars armored up. No. And I'm like, and I, I was yeah. there with my wife, and I, I literally dropped the phone and like ran across the room, and then <laughs> ran back. Like, what is this guy doing? And uh, man. let it be known, everybody, I'm the only man ever in the entire history of the world to make Troy run away screaming like a girl. <laughs> Straight up, man. Straight up. It was, it was that. It was that. Is definitely that. And. Uh, Lost my mind, man. And then Carlos comes at me again today, sending me more screenshots, better looking shots of the figures. And I'm like, wow. So it's tough because I had a rule with Hot Toys. It was one character, no variants. Like, that was my thing. And now, like, I have an Anakin, but now I'm like, man, like, I love the Clone Wars Anakin look. So got to get that. Spider-Man's my guy. Carlos and I went back and forth because I already have, like, the, uh, the all new, all different coming up. But man, like, can't be a spider-man dude without the classic spider-man so now i gotta get that man and uh geez this is just crazy no it blew me away with what hot toys is doing because like they very easily could have just taken like hayden's head from like the one i have or that darth goody has because i think darth goody has like the dark side version and they could have just taken that head and put him in that armor but they actually like cut his hair shorter to like what it would be in the clone wars so it's not like just like the long hair and uh the look man it's it's cool. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to like reconfigure everything now in my uh, in my nerd basement here. Um, definitely going to be cutting back on a lot of figures. That's for sure. So <laughs> don't expect too many posts from me coming down on IG. <laughs> oh yeah, right, man. I'm just I'm just looking at these these hot toys here. Oh, Is this the first great. time we're getting a Hayden Christensen Clone Wars figure? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's usually because we've seen it, I believe, in the action figure form, like the cartoon form, yeah. but never this way. And even the Obi Wan too. Woo! Yeah, I can, I can see. Solid. I can see why you're dancing, man. Oh yeah. man! Oh, crazy, crazy man! Ton Gotta of, cut my cable, ton, cut my phone, cut yeah. everything. Ton of focus no. on <laughs> on Clone Wars, eh? Like with that Rex, it was revealed. The Ahsoka Rex, yeah, it was revealed as yeah. well a couple weeks ago. Wow, man, this is uh interesting space i'm very happy i don't collect star wars hot toys let me just say that <laughs> yeah they're cool man like those they are some great. of the coolest ones they've they're done gorgeous gorgeous yeah, yeah. i love they, they like the incredible. like the cloth to the like the the armor and then the cloth underlay and how it's laying out like it looks cool well that's one of the selling points because i thought okay like i'm not gonna double up on an anakin and then i i I read these messages from Carlos. I'm looking at more, and he's like, oh, and there's like a swappable armor piece and cloth piece. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I customize things for fun, and you're telling me there's like options here already off the bat? Like, all right. I'm, I'm Sorry, done. dude. I'm well, done. the beauty <laughs> of these for me is that it's like I really – like I don't buy Hot Toys unless it comes with a face sculpt, like an unmasked face sculpt of the actor's likeness yeah. just because I don't think you're getting your value for your money because that's what you're really paying for. You're paying for like this miniature version of this 
actor kind of thing, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah, with these ones, I just love that they have this kind of hybrid, like they look like the actors, yeah. but as though they just kind of extrapolated what they'd look like at that point in time in the Clone Wars, which is amazing. Yes. yes. Yeah, and, and then even looking at the PS4 Spidey, like I'm thinking about, I'm like, because I, I want to go down the route of a, of a Hot Toys uh, MCU stuff. That is next off the list after Star Wars. And I'm looking like this PS4 line, like he looks pretty good, like he might be able to to scale, especially because he's a masked figure. And like you mentioned with the masks and the likeness of the real figures like a Chris Evans or a Tony, this might work out, man. So Carlos, I, I owe you, but I don't owe you. <laughs> yeah, it all it all comes around man <laughs> hey man don't shoot the messenger yeah and besides this is just this is part of the five-way revenge yeah, yeah. Man. it's coming it's coming <laughs> i had to put new shelves up because all this turtle stuff <laughs> i don't know you got me itchy here man but this hot toy stuff i just pulled up sideshow so <laughs> oh, yeah. fire man oh that's that's what i you know that's it man that this the i love ending the conversation here on a real high point with all these exclusives from NECA, Star Wars, Marvel, Hot Toys. And there's going to be more reveals over the next couple of days because this is one of the things that has always been big about SCCC, New York Toy for all this, is this constant reveals and this excitement around the collecting space. It's never been so massive as it is right now. And I found myself, I was talking to Carlos earlier, I said, look, I'm having trouble concentrating on things because there's so much. It's almost overwhelming how much is coming at us. And I'm trying to like parse it like, okay, I got this money here. I got, you know, I got my, my visa reward money. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> trying to figure out to hide a little bit from the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, man. I I... about being honest, but sometimes, you know, <laughs> it is a bit intense. <laughs> so it's exciting stuff, guys. Very, very exciting. We've got SDCC this weekend. Let's check out some of those panels. Have a bit of fun with that. And let's continue to follow these exclusives, these reveals. Guys, let us know what you are chasing in these reveals. As the episode drops and as we get more drops a lot throughout the week, hit us up, Twitter, whatever. Let us know. What do you think about the Bad Batch, Gotham Central? It's It's been a crazy week and it's continued to be a crazy week, guys. And I can't wait to discuss more of this. But we got to end it here, guys. I got to... I got to go see where I got to spend some more money on here. Maybe we got some more reveals. I'm looking forward to the big drop this weekend of the, the Turtle Tour stuff. Or not this weekend, this Thursday. So with all that being said, guys, thank you very much for coming and hanging out with us here, talking SDC at home, some of this TV stuff, and we look forward to following up on all the news that comes out over the next couple of weeks. If you guys would like to be a bigger part of the show, you can always email us at nerdroom at gmail.com. You can find our Twitter handles, including... Carlos's Twitter handle. It is yes. now at the end of the episode. It is there. Because I bought that poster. Exactly. <laughs> Pass. That was his final trial. Do you want this Star Wars thing? Yes. Okay, you're in. <laughs> so we're going to keep him around for a little while longer, guys. He's officially in the credits. So check us out there. Nerdroom.net. You can find literally everything we do there. Instagram. Check out some of the photos that Troy posted over the weekend of those new DC animated figures. And of course we'll get some stuff up there on the hunt this weekend. Some of these reveals, some of this exciting stuff that's coming down the pipe here. Very excited to talk about that. You can also find everything that we do over on Star Wars Commonwealth.com along with all the other Star Wars Commonwealth podcasts. And last but not least, a big shout out to man Rob Wade for endorsing this podcast over at mercy14.com. Head over there and check out everything that him and the other endorsed podcasts are 
doing? Guys, been a blast. Great discussion. We miss Sanjay, but he will be back in some capacity, in some way, next week, the week after. Whenever he comes back, he will be back. That is for sure. So enjoy Comic-Con at home this weekend, guys. And with that being said, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Batman. And we will talk to you guys very soon. And thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Take your first steps into a larger world and head over to StarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from the Star Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Talk Star Wars, Sandcrawler Podcast, Rogue Squadron Podcast, San Diego Sabres Radio Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.